The celebrations are about to start. Ball in play. Iuli with the shot. There it is! There it is! Look at the Otago Nuggets! They storm onto the floor. They are your 2022 Sells NBL champions. And for the first time in the history of the Otago Nuggets, they won the 2020 showdown. We know that. But this is their first full-blown, full-season NBL championship. Congratulations to the Otago Nuggets. They're singing, they're dancing, they're hugging, they're high-fiving, and they are all getting around Keith Williams. That was a great night. It was a well, it was a great week, wasn't it, of uh, that finals basketball and the sales NBL. A uh, guy who was all over that. It's all over the breakers. You'll know him well from Crowd Goes Wild and wearing possibly the ugliest Christmas sweater I've ever seen. Andrew Mulligan, how are you? Ricardo, always a pleasure, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Uh, the, the KFC Christmas sweater, where did that come from? I saw that the other day. I'm going to blow your mind here, Ricardo. It came from KFC. Oh, my God. No way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many free buckets do you get for wearing that on the show? I think it was a. Uh, it was actually a charity one. They sent it out, and um, I just thought, you know what? This is this is on brand for me, and uh, I was I was overwhelmed and overcome with emotion. Uh, so it was uh, it was pretty cool to get. But I got a, you know what? I got it mid year. Um, it must have been a, a, a global winter rollout, maybe. But um, yeah, bloody ugly, bloody love it though. Oh mate, chicken. yeah, yeah, and you love your chicken. I know that much for free. Uh, I always, you also know your basketball, mate. And you know, thinking about twenty twenty two basketball in New Zealand, particularly. Um, it felt like the sales NBL probably had its biggest season ever. It's, it was almost like a breakout season, and just in terms of how visible it was, how many people were attending, how many people were even talking about it. Yeah, it, it certainly was um, on on everybody's lips. Actually, like that—that that was the cool thing. And the numbers um, watching the games on TV were really, really cool. And I think that's uh, it's indicative of where basketball is in this country right now. Um, it was outrating Super Rugby games, um, which which actually just blows my mind. But um, that that's pretty cool. Uh, it's just cool to see uh, it get that kind of coverage, and then Sky's commitment to it as well is um, getting bigger and bigger every season now. So, yeah, I just think basketball in this country is on, on the rise, and it just we've got so many different tiers. We've got so much NBA available um, to watch, and it's great viewing time. And then you've got the sales NBA. You've got Toei, the the women's league. That had its inaugural season, which was really nice um, to see that game getting better and getting the exposure and coverage it deserves. And then you've got the breakers on top of the NBL standings. So you've got these different levels of high school basketball, always competitive, always great fun. So you've just got this, this great synergy of, of basketball really just um, coming to the fore in this country. Yeah, it's, it's, it is good to see, man. It's really good to see. I, I did wonder, I'd be interested to get your perspective on this, given how close you've been to the breakers over the years. How much did the breakers kind of been a been having a rubbish season and b being out of the country actually help the sales NBL? Do you think? Uh, I yeah, I think it's just a combination of that uh, not being able to have regular games, not being able to go to games, especially in the '09. And you know, last year, end of last year, this time last year, I think we were just uh, literally about twenty four hours about you know allowed to leave the region uh, in your car mm. um, and I think that just really it just it got people 
Um, it, it grounds people down, not just for sport, but just in life in general. And I think we're seeing that now, whereas people are like, they're getting, they're getting COVID and it's like, I don't know if I even want to test for it. <laughs> you know, you've got it. You're just, you're just going to go and say, hey, look, I'll okay, keep a couple of days off at work. And it's against all the, all the logical advice. I understand that. But at this point now, I think a lot of it has to do with people just rediscovering sport. And I think, obviously, basketball um, is a big reason why, because there's so much of it to go to around the regions. But also, just in general, I think the Black Ferns had a lot to do with this as well coming up next year. People having a different a buzz to go to. It's not your standard stayed kind of boring old rugby where you cross your arms and you don't really cheer and you think, oh, they should have scored a try three minutes ago. You know, they they in the right to go wide, you know. It's that kind of carry-on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you mentioned the regions too. That's the other good thing, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm an Auckland boy born and bred, so I don't have a, a horse in the in the race outside of Auckland in terms of um, uh, well, any sport, really. But, I mean, having the Otago Nuggets, you know, come through and win it. You know, we're used to seeing the Saints dominate, um, for example. Um, but good to have a team out of the regions, you know, sort of or a smaller region that doesn't necessarily always get the chat, uh, come through, dominate. Bit, bit of an underdog story went really well. Sam Timmons led that Otago Nuggets team really well. Yeah. And I believe that's, that's going to come down to, like, there's more money in the kitty for teams from the league to bring in and hire good imports and have good Kiwi uh, players who um, are at that level where they're, they're just sort of trying to burst into that NBL scene on the, in the Aussie League or uh, and maybe at the end of their career and have come back and have, can play a full season. I think that is, is really good. And that, that's what you saw in Dunedin as well, where you had three really good imports. Um, Taj McCall, he was there at the beginning. He left. But then you just saw the, the likes of Keith Williams um, come in Get it done. And then Sam Timmons is just, he is a big boy. He's a big lad. Um, and you see him up close and like the South NBA, it's not a big league. You're not going to get true genuine size because the money money will take that size away from the South NBA. But Sam Timmons, um, he really came to the fore for the Otago Nuggets and it was just great to see. Yeah, fantastic, mate. And of course, we've got an expansion happening, not in 23, but in 24, with the Stingrays coming in out of the bay and uh, a team yet to be uh, nicknamed out of Queenstown. I, I did, somebody suggested, I think when they came, were coming out, they should be the Queenstown Millionaires. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's exciting as well, just the fact that we're expanding and we're expanding with confidence. The Queenstown Airbnbs, perhaps. Um, <laughs> you know... I just yeah, I think it's really I think it's really cool that there is expansion, but there's people willing to put their money on the line and say, Hey, I want a license, I wanna run a team, I wanna have a team, I know that we'll get fifteen hundred, two thousand people, uh, plus hopefully more, um, depending on capacity, um, to come along and you know that they're gonna get local businesses as well who wanna be a part of it at different uh investment tiers and commercially making it viable. So basketball can come. I mean, the, the fact that the Waikato Bay of Plenty region doesn't really have um, men's teams is is really it's really poor. Um, Waikato has um, has its own licensing issues, I believe, with ownership. But um, it's great to see basketball, um, not just the men's game, but obviously the women's game in Tauihi. Uh, has already got a, a stakehold there as well. So it's cool to see expansion happening. Yeah, it is. It's great to see. Uh, I, I have heard a whisper. I don't know if you've heard any of this, but I have heard a whisper that Queenstown might wear purple and yellow, and that would suggest me uh, suggest to me that maybe they'll, they'll look at the Queenstown Lakers. 
Yeah, it could well be. Um, I, I believe... I believe Hutt Valley tried to be the Lakers, and they had to change their name to the Shakers way back in the 80s, maybe early 90s because of licensing. But then again, you know, there could be the Kings. Like Sydney have that kind of colourway as well. Um, And the NBL, they've they've got the purple. Uh, Yeah, so the Lakers would make a a lot of sense for Queenstown. Um, Yeah, just I guess that name, you just don't want to attract the attention of the LA Lakers. No, no. (laughs) hey, if 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 they can get that signed off, that's pretty cool. Oh, you know, we'll get LeBron down here, mate. You know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, when, when he's when he's sixty two, when he's sixty two, <laughs> and, and still able to average twenty one nine and eight at that level. Yeah, or Mark's just texted through actually the Wakatipu Lakers. So there you go. Maybe maybe Mark's onto something, mate. Um, the other thing too. Well, that, Mark, honestly, I'm. Ricardo, honestly, Mark would know more than me. I'm the last to know. Okay, good to know. Good to know. It sets up a, a nice little Southland swing, though, doesn't it? I mean, well, not Southland, but, you know, the bottom half of the South Island. You you can go play the Nuggets, you can blow, go play the Sharks, and then the new Queenstown team, when it happens out, there's a nice little road run there. Yeah, absolutely, and that's, um, that's part of the attraction as well. You're able to fly direct from Auckland, uh, Wellington, obviously Christchurch as well, into Queenstown. Uh, it makes the road trip that little bit easier. Um, Invercargill is a couple of hours away um, by road, depending on the weather. Um, if it's good, it's shorter. If it's not, it's, it's longer. But, yeah, that, that logistically, that's an attraction for the league as well. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Tauranga, uh, you, you can get around Tauranga from Auckland. And hopefully, one day, Hamilton, <laughs> Waikato, <laughs> will have a team. Hopefully. The, the, the Pistons, was that the last team we had out of the Waikato? Yeah. I yeah. believe it was the Pistons. Yeah, mm. I felt like there was a Titans name in there at one point. Way back in the day, I could be wrong, but they, I remember they did play in Tiamutu uh, probably about 10 plus years ago as well. So hopefully uh, they get their act together. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. We should talk breakers as well, mate. I mean, you know, they had a new ownership group come in and that coincided almost uh, with the start of COVID, which was far from ideal. Uh, Matt Walsh obviously had some ideas about how we wanted that to work and went away from a model that had been successful. Feels like uh, as as much of a, a painful two years they've had, they've probably learnt those lessons because I know we're reflecting on 2022 here, but uh, the beginning of this NBL season for the Breakers is, is looking really good and, and it looks like they've got the right coach and the, and, and the um, way they've gone, the direction they've gone and building the squad is good as well. Yeah, and they recognise the fact that they needed to reconnect with their fan base who, to be fair, a large section of them had been alienated by the way that the team was constructed. Um, I think, I, you know, at times I think wrongly the fans expect it to be half Kiwis. Yeah. And it's just not feasible or commercial. You know, you can have your Delaney's and your Tom Abercrombie's, but you're going to need um, really high-quality imports, high-quality Australians. And the golden era of the breakers was when you had a golden generation of players. You had Kirk Penny came back for a little bit, but you had Dylan Boucher and Mick Vakona. You had the likes of Shaley and Ruben Tarangi, the youngsters, Corey Webster. I mean, that really, that's, those are players who are still killing it now in the NBA. But they're also just players that are really hard to keep in that league now. You've seen Yanni Wetzel come and go. He's playing in Germany along with Finn Delaney. But it's just really hard to have a core group. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they're the New Zealand breakers. It's just, I think we just get a little bit of, um, it gets a bit of jingoism in there. Uh, it gets just a little, little bit too myopic that you can have a Kiwi team full of Kiwis dominating Aussie League. Um, and we all were sport for choice when they had that three team and won four titles in five years. But the team is really well suited now to Modi Mawa's vision. And he had that luxury of being an assistant and then working his way through 
um, those COVID situations where they had um, just a horror run, especially in the back half of the season, last season into 2022. And that's a luxury to bring in a system like that and make him a head coach because he has a connection with the guys who have been there in that COVID lockdown, Abercrombie, Will McDowell-White, guys who um, bought into his ideals and his emotion and the way he coaches. And that's really, really, that's an important factor that, um, that, that should be it should be expanded upon. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that, that's the thing you talk about that, uh, you know, people say, oh, it should be Kiwis in there, because the Phoenix have the same thing, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, they're a yeah. professional club who are trying to win a competition. Well, I mean, Arsenal, what, 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 you tell me, Ricardo, Arsenal, that 03 team, how many Englishmen were running out for Arsenal when they were undefeated? Well, it was, it was Sol Campbell. Um, I think yeah. I think Spunky Seaman, was he still around there in goal? Um uh, yeah, but there like, were many. Know, All the big stars were French not, and Dutch, right? Yeah, and uh, Arsenal fans will revere, you know, those kind of teams. Same with, you know, Ronaldo and, and Man U the first time round. That kind of stuff. Like it's professional sport. Yeah. Like you're not you're not investing in the where the player is from. You're investing in what they bring and how much passion they pull um, pull for you in that jersey, he or her, in whatever league you're watching. That's the, that's professional sport. It's not like, is he, did he go to Westlake? Did he go to Rangi Toto? Yeah. It doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't work like that. We should actually, while we're talking rep, uh, rep basketball, talk uh, uh, the Tall Blacks. Um, this season, 2022, how do you think, uh, well, this year, I should say, 2022, how would you measure that as a Tall Blacks fan in terms of uh, success versus maybe uh, you would have thought they could have done better? Uh, look, I just really like the fact that there's an amazing amount of depth um, at the Tall Blacks level, there's so many different uh, teams that Perro Cameron has put out. I mean, I know for a fact that he'd obviously have his depth chart and his first team, his ideal first team, and everyone's available. Say the World Cup, we qualified for the World Cup. And they're on their way to doing that, which is great to see. And I just feel as though that we were able to cobble together um, a different team for different trips and different leagues of this Asian qualifying route that is Honestly, it's highly confusing. There is a chart that you can go on to FIBA and have a look at how the qualification works. And on a, it takes a rocket scientist to, to work it out. But they have qualified for the next phase. Um, we just have depth, Ricardo. It's really cool to see. And depth of players around the world who want to come back and play for the Tall Blacks when the time comes. And that, that's going to make them a force when it comes to World Cup time and the Olympics, hopefully. It's incredibly hard to qualify for the Olympics, by the way. Mm. Yeah, we're going to go through the Aussies, don't we? And they're okay. Yeah, they do all right. And then even then, though, it's pretty hard to like get into one of those twelve teams because the program, the Olympic program, is so short that they, the World Cup is, is a much easier way of doing things mm. uh, for New Zealand. But yeah, going through the Aussies. Speaking of depth, they are wildly deep now. Wildly, mate, wildly. Hey, before we let you go, uh, we should talk NBA as well. Seems to have been a bit of a swing, mate. Uh, As a Golden State Warriors fan, you'll appreciate this. wasn't too long ago that you guys were head and shoulders above everybody in the West and the East beat the crap out of each other to get the chance to play you, and then by then they were done and you guys would cruise to titles. Uh, But it feels like the conferences have switched around now. You know, the East is the Celtics and the Bucks um, and then Daylight, and, and now the West is... Super tight. I think you know from first down to about eighth is only about what four games. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, I mean, I, I appreciate it as a Warriors fan that they're the reigning champs, but they just they for for a team and a a management and a coaching staff that were lauded for the way that they handled 
the bench and where they put together the bench, it's now there are Kelly's heel. And before Steph Curry went down with that um, injury, um, they finally worked it out and had Draymond Green play a bit more with the bench unit and maybe not have Clay Thompson, who's still just trying to come back from those devastating leg injuries. Um, and it just it, it means that the, the Golden State Warriors, their, their door is slowly closing on their dynasty. And what a dynasty it is and has been. But now you just see the likes. You've got the New Orleans Pelicans. They've been top. Utah Jazz were top there for a while, about a month or so ago. The Phoenix Suns, there and thereabouts. The, the LA Clippers are in a great line. They're finally looking like a basketball team rather than a science experiment, put together, <laughs> um, which is great to see. And uh, I just feel as though that they will be let down by their, um, by their bench when a push comes to shove. It'll be incredibly hard if everybody's fit to beat in a seven-game series. But yeah, the NBA is, 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 I believe, is going through Boston, if not the Bucks and Milwaukee. Yep. That's where the title will be. Yeah, 100% agree with you, mate. And um, as a Golden State Warriors fan, how much are you loving the dumpster fire that is at the, at the LA Lakers at the moment? Look, the dumpster fire that is the LA Lakers is dominating everyone's conversation when it's a sports narrative one. I, I just, it, it frustrates me because. I really like LeBron. He's not my goat, but I love LeBron um, and what he's accomplished as an athlete and how long his um, endurance goes for. But you, 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 it's the devil you signed and, and traded for in Anthony Davis. You know he's going to miss at least a month. Like, never draft him in your fantasy team. And then it was like he teased his fantasy owners with these incredible numbers that he put up. And then he goes down with, I think he tweaked his, his foot in mid-air. And there he's out for, like, ages. <laughs> it's just like LA Lakers, man. Um, they you just they just can't catch a break, and they put together a pretty crappy looking roster as well. They have got these small guards and bigs like LeBron and Anthony Davis, but they don't have any true rim protection. It's funny to watch. It's sad to watch, but it's fun to watch. Yeah, wherever you sit on the Lakers hate spectrum, it's <laughs> it's it's always a great story to talk about. It is. I, I did laugh yesterday. I had a look, and you know, no LeBron, no Anthony Davis yesterday against the Suns and Russell Westbrook by halftime, was still sitting on the bench, hadn't come on, hadn't been used. And then after the game, I looked and they put him down as a did not play left foot. And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody, like, you, you, you see them get Russell Westbrook and everyone goes, what are you doing? We know he's a little bit washed. He's not that player anymore. He's going to do pancake pull-up three-point shots with, you know, four seconds off the shot clock. It's just like... That doesn't work on your roster. And then you see the reports, oh, the, the Lakers will be targeting players like Kyle Kuzma. You had Kyle Kuzma or Bradley Beal. Everyone wants Bradley Beal. Like, <laughs> like, of course they want to trade. Well, what can they trade for? Well, we just need to find out But when the trade deadline rolls around in February. It will be. be yeah, I do remember. I mean, you know, when somebody like me sitting in New Zealand who's a casual NBA fan goes, why are you after Russell Westbrook when you've got LeBron James? That's not going to work. If I can see it, how yeah. do people whose job it is not see it? Yeah, yeah, I know. And I just, I think sometimes they think uh, they can get the best out of them, and I appreciate that because they're NBA gurus and they're at the elite level. But it really, when the casual fans saying that and then it doesn't work, it like it kind of makes them look like chumps. 
Yeah, 100%. <laughs> which, is not, which is not what they are, but it kind of does. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mills, thanks very much for coming on, mate, and having a chat. We were chatting earlier about barbecuing uh, over summer, over Christmas. Uh, have you got a go-to, a go-to cut, a go-to rub, uh, something that you like to do uh, for your barbecue over Christmas? There is a really good deboned whole chicken you can get from Neat Meat, and Neat Meat doesn't everywhere in the country, but it is in Auckland. I think there's one in Queenstown as well, and there may be one or two, maybe in Topol. But they do a deboned chicken. It's a whole chicken. And I love putting it under the Weber, and then on the skin, because it's not skinless, it's got skin on, I love doing thyme, cumin, garlic, pepper, and a little bit of chicken salt on the skin, and then do it for like an hour, hour and ten, or at a 180, 200. It is delightful. Superb. Thank you very much, Gordon Ramsay. I appreciate your time. <laughs> we just had an idiot sandwich. That's us. <laughs> Indeed, we do. Have a great Christmas, Mouse. You too.